Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Catch-Ups with me, Tanya Wiley. And me, Amelia Benmont. Coffee Catch-Ups is a podcast all about being a Christian and being in your 20s. Uh, And just to be clear, we are not theologians or preachers. We're just two people who love Jesus and are trying to live life for him as best as we can. Um, So, hi, Amelia. How are you doing? Hey, Tanya. I'm really good, thank you. Um, Loving the beautiful weather that we've been having lately. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And also, it is a momentous day because this is the first time I'm actually drinking coffee while we're doing coffee catch-ups. Oh my goodness, the first time. This is like episode, what, seven, eight? And (laughs) we've actually managed it this time. Wow. I feel like we should have changed the name. (laughs) I mean, we've got a brand to uphold, you know. Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised you've only just committed to that now. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. There's the person who hasn't drunk coffee at all while we've been here. (laughs) That's not true. I have. When? Yeah, I can't remember which episode, but I definitely have. I was in Oxford. Nice. I don't believe it. <laughs> fine. You don't believe it. That was fine. Um, jokes, jokes, jokes. Anyway, yes, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I am very well, thank you. I'm a little bit tired, and I'm sure you can probably all hear in my voice is a little bit croaky. I'm. I've been doing a lot of shows, and then I also went out to quite a loud bar last night so I was having to do a lot of shouting so um, my voice is a little croaky so hopefully the Lord will heal me before tomorrow's performance so if you guys are listening and, and praying that would be great <laughs> even though it's tomorrow but hey <laughs> yes and this will go out past that performance but it's fine we can still pray okay I'll still need the prayer for my voice always absolutely more Lord. Mm-hmm. okay so this week we're talking about when you have that moment in life where you're like I am not where I thought I'd be. This this isn't what I planned. This isn't where I want to be. What is happening? Where you feel like life is just kind of happening and it's not what you planned. So that, and I'm sure pretty much everybody listening can probably think of a moment in their life where that's happened. What do you think, Amelia? Have you experienced that feeling? That feeling is so like, not constant, but it's pretty, pretty regular. Um, I can fully relate to that one like I mean I, I don't know whether you had this when you were like I don't know like 14 15 um, but me and my friend used to sit around and talk about like what age we were going to get married um, what we we're going to do when we're older because you know at that point you're kind of you're doing your GCSEs picking your A-levels um, that kind of thing and um, yeah like just things just turned out so differently yeah, um, yeah I, I feel like that. school because everything kind of happens in this upward trajectory in school doesn't it like you go into the next year and then the next year and then you've got your GCSEs and then you've got your A-levels and then maybe you go to university so you're pretty you're used to things moving forwards and then suddenly you're like flung into adulthood and you expect that to continue and you're like yeah this is going to happen and then in my plan this is going to happen and then it doesn't and it's like whoa this isn't this isn't how it's supposed to be do you think that's a thing is school teaching us that life goes upward (laughs) yeah absolutely and I guess you know to be fair to schools for them they just they keep teaching people and that's Mm -hmm. great and then you know all those people are at that kind of stage of life um but yeah you do just kind of I mean I found post uni you do just kind of get flung as you say into adulthood and time I don't know whether you found this time just kind of passes and then you Mm -hmm. look at yourself and you're like oh it's been another year (laughs) what happened in that year yeah and I feel like this kind of post covid thing because like i feel like 
COVID, everything was on pause. And it was quite nice in a way that first lockdown, I remember feeling like the pressure is off to do anything because no one can do anything. And in a way, although I would never want to live through that again, um, I there was definitely, I remember speaking to some of my kind of drama school friends that were thinking, actually, do you know what? It's a really, it's a little bit of a relief not to have to constantly be applying for jobs and constantly having to justify where you are. Um, so there was that kind of breather of going, oh, I don't actually have to do anything right now. No one is anywhere. But then after COVID, it's been like, well, suddenly you've got to have achieved, you, you've got to be going somewhere. You've got to be achieving something. But actually, I feel like I've just lost the last two years. I don't know if, if, if you can resonate with that feeling of, hang on, I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly in my mid-20s and I've achieved very little. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, I think I think our experiences of the first lockdown were probably very different because I was doing my master's thesis. Oh, the- yeah. And so, like, you know, I went from... So I think we only had about six weeks of the term left, maybe, when everything kind of shut down. And so in terms of uni being disrupted, it kind of wasn't. Um, like, it was only that six weeks and then everything kind of went online. Um, but, you know, it was quite nice to have some deadlines extended, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think also partially because we all sort of expected it to be kind of over by the autumn. Um, I finished my thesis in the September. And then I was like, OK, well, where's normal life? And it just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it then also took me kind of eight months to get a job, which was really difficult. Yeah. And that's definitely not where I thought I'd be after finishing a master's. Mm. Um, and also like not back home living with my parents as much as I love them yes like that's absolutely not where I thought I'd be Mm -hmm. certainly not for this amount of time um and yeah like you do just kind of you look at it and you're like oh wow I'm 25 and I'm still living at home Mm -hmm. and I still as much as I'm very grateful for my job I don't have the job that I wanted (laughs) yeah (laughs) so yeah it does it's so weird because it does just very much feel like this I literally could not have made this up like when mm. I was in in school talking about this 10 years ago um yeah it's a weird weird space to be in yeah of course and how does that like how do you feel in that do you sometimes get kind of overwhelmed or um yeah in sometimes yeah not all the time um I think I'm what I'm really trying to make myself do is think about all the things that I'm grateful for mm. um, because that's a real like that's actually a really powerful thing when you sit down and you look at everything you have and go goodness I'm so blessed um like we are so blessed I'm blessed to have a job at all I'm blessed to have a roof over my head and food to eat um and you know I'm blessed to have the friends around me which you know I will I wasn't planning on on being in Plymouth even for a long time um and now that I've moved back here I've actually found the most fantastic friends um, but I was actually in my head, my plan was to be in Exeter or in Bristol. Um, and so, you know, stuff like that, um, just kind of counting it. But it is at times a really overwhelming space to be in. Um, just kind of thinking like, gosh, when I turned 26, I was expecting to be married. I was expecting to be like in a really long time kind of career job. Mm. Um, and, you know, neither of those... <laughs> As far as I know, neither of those things are going to happen by the time I'm 26. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I feel like sometimes it's not necessarily something that you're consciously aware of. Like for myself, I've definitely, 
um I think with career you can make quite like set plans and be like oh by this time I'm going to be this but like the relationship thing I found that that was just something I wasn't aware that I'd planned like that I'd made this marker in my head until I got near that time of being like hang on I'm still single um because I like in my head I was like well that's a given that I will won't be single at how whatever age I'd sort of imagined um and so like you know didn't bother me early 20s in any way because I was like it's okay by the time I'm kind of I like 20 like 26 28 I was thinking yeah that'll be when I'm when I'm at it I mean I'm not there yet thankfully but it doesn't I don't think that's going to happen in that time scale and that's fine I say with gritted teeth um Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Reality check. But yeah, I think that was one thing that I've realized as I've kind of got a bit older is that some of the expectations and plans I had were almost subconscious. Like I hadn't really, I hadn't like written a list of by this time I will achieve this. They were just things that I'd sort of set myself without realizing I'd set it. And I think those are the ones that creep up on you and can really make you feel like a failure. And I think that's one of the, the big things in this that I find is that yeah I feel like I feel like a failure a lot of the time if I dwell on the thought of this isn't what I planned this isn't where I'm supposed to be and then especially if you compare yourself to other people um then then that comes in of being like well you know what they've got the career of their dreams oh my goodness they've bought a house and then suddenly you just spiral into like I am failing this isn't what I planned um and I guess that's kind of the crux of what we want to talk about today isn't it like how on earth you combat those feelings because they do come particularly in like your 20s and 30s I think most if not all of us will have these points in our lives where we go I I should be somewhere else this isn't Hmm. right um how do we work at combating that have you got any kind of like areas that you think are good to to start with (sighs) yeah big question Um, yes, it's a big question. And actually, how we combat that as Christians is is very different. And there's there's definitely things that you as a Christian need to remind yourself of. And that is ultimately that um being God doesn't promise you success. Um, like that isn't something that you that you are going to have, like necessarily, you might have. Um, which is horrible to hear, actually, in many ways, isn't it? It's like, oh, I didn't want to hear that. Um, but I can't remember what I think it's um, Mother Teresa who says, um, God doesn't call me to be successful. He calls me to be faithful. Um, and then I think when you when you take that as a as an idea, it's quite it's quite good because it it flips the focus. It flips the focus away from you and it flips your eyes onto God. God doesn't measure your life um, by whether you've achieved a certain thing. God measures your life by your heart for him, your faith in 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 him and and how you're loving other people, you know. And actually, as Christians, we're called to follow Christ and behave more like him. So that should try and be our focus is actually, am I loving God and am I loving my neighbor? Um, And you can do that no matter where in life you are and no matter what you have achieved mm, absolutely absolutely there's, yeah. a, there's actually a really good scripture that um that I found earlier that kind of like really solidifies that point I think it's Proverbs 3 1 to 4 mm. 
and it says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favour and good success in the sight of God and man. Um, and I think that's just so like, that is ba that's basically what you're saying because actually, you know, in order to be successful, um, however you kind of want to take that, actually it doesn't matter what you have achieved like mm -hmm. as much as again you might not want to hear that and I I struggle with that one too um actually whether you've got a degree whether you've not got a degree whether you're in the right job whether you're in the wrong job um and I say that with inverted commas because actually there's I don't know whether there's any such thing but anyway <laughs> um, whether you're in a relationship whether you're not all of those things actually what matters the most is staying faithful to God um and, and walking in the way that he has for you um, because in the end that's the point isn't it that's the point of life on earth <laughs> you know is is glorification of God and, mm -hmm. and getting to getting to the end of the race and finishing yeah. well yeah. um yeah I think that's so true and actually also remembering that um actually the whole crux of Christianity is is grace is the death of Jesus Christ on the cross who died for you yeah, you listening and me and you and you um, to so that, you know, you didn't you don't have to do anything to to earn that grace. Um, and so there's something in Christianity which is all about like that gift rather than the what you do. Um, and also there's there's a lovely verse in Ephesians 2, which talks about for grace, you have um, you've been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It is a gift from God, not as a result of works so that you can boast. Um, for we are his workmen, <clears throat> for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. And so there you've got a kind of like you've got loads in that. There's so much hope in that verse. There's like, hey, you've been saved from grace um, <clears throat> and that you don't have to do anything. That's a gift. Um, so that you might not boast because if you had to get like if you had to work your way into heaven then you could so boast in that and be like hey look what the works I've done so God doesn't like do just like give you the gift of grace so that he know look because he knows oh you're probably not going to be able to get it but he does it because your heart will be in a more humble place and a more Christ-like place through that but then also we've got this next bit of the verse um that God prepared your works beforehand that we should walk in them. I, I find that, that that verse encourages me because it's like, oh, there's less pressure on you. There's less idea of your identity being in what you do in that verse. And I'll unpack, unpack that a little bit because if God has prepared stuff for you to do, that's great. That's what God's planned. So no matter how many plans you come up with, if it's not, if that's not in line with what God wants for you and what God's plan for you, then it doesn't matter whether you're successful or not at your own plans. It only matters if you're successful or not at God's plans, if that makes sense. I feel like I waffled a lot there, but I hope you get the drift. No, no, absolutely do. Absolutely do. And there's actually, um, oh, there's a verse I'm going to find, Psalm 37 verse 4, which says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Um, and this is something I was talking with my mum about recently, actually, was actually um, 
the more you delight yourself in the Lord, his desires will become your desires. Um, because actually it's, it's not just about what you want. Mm. It's about what he wants. And the more you spend time with him, the more you see that what he wants is the best thing for you. Um, and the more you see that what he wants is actually just beautiful. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the world can give us these ideas of what our desires should be. Mm. Um, and it's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. I think in our 20s, because it is a formative stage of life. Mm. We're still, you know, in a lot of ways, we are still not where we want to be. And so a lot of us are kind of searching for that. And I th- particularly as well as, as young people in first world countries and developed countries, it's very easy to rely on the world around us because, yeah. we have, you know, as much as we don't all have huge amounts of money, we do have the means to sustain ourselves. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of us are kind of less reliant on the Lord for for that. Although, as, as someone who's employed as opposed to self-employed, they've probably got a different view on that. <laughs> well, yeah, but if it, you make a really good point about that. We're so used to kind of um, having a lot. Like, if you've got a roof over your head and food on your table every day, you are in the the small percentage of the world that is wealthy um but I really love your point that you were saying earlier about kind of spending time with God and desires and there's a reason that in that verse it goes um delight in the Lord and first before it says and he will give you the like desires of his heart because delight in in the Lord and so often we try and do it the other way around we're like well these are the desires of my heart so I'm going to delight in the Lord so that he can and we, we try and put him into our box that we've designed so it's the wrong way around delight in God first mm-hmm. and then he'll you of desires that you didn't even know that you had um, and I find that often with friendships that God just blesses you with friendships that you didn't even know that you needed um, yeah and and so often out of the blue when you just click with people and you're like oh you know what I didn't even know that I wanted this and I do and I feel like that God wants to do that he wants to surprise you he's like hey you didn't even know you needed this you didn't even know your heart longed for this um, but this has raised a good question is what about when you're longing and your heart is longing for something there's there's definitely people in in my life that I've seen who have such a deep longing like friends who really have been longing for a baby for years and years and years or maybe people have been longing for healing or for relationship or for just something in the heart no matter how they pray no matter how much time they spend with God they've still got this desire there um how do you come alongside someone who is going through that kind of intense longing and with like that desire is not being satisfied or if that's anybody listening as well what how can how can we encourage and help people through that mom it's such a hard question mm-hmm. you can't just be like oh well all you have to say to them is and it's magic formula and it fixes it because there's nothing that fixes yeah that really um I mean advice if you're if you're a friend to somebody who is going through that um saying things like oh it's all in God's timing it'll be fine you know maybe true but it's not helpful Mm -hmm. um necessarily and um you know definitely good to recognize actually that there is pain there even if you don't understand it yourself um but one of the best things actually that we can do is just take comfort from figures in the bible who have gone through similar experiences and i like Mm -hmm. the first person that comes to mind is hannah the mother of samuel um 
and uh, in in one Samuel one, it just talks about her being absolute, just absolutely in anguish over not being able to have a child. Um, and she goes to the temple and prays, and she prays for so long that the priest thinks she's drunk because she's you know on her knees for all that time. Um, mm. And and Eli kind of the priest kind of goes up to her and says, you know, <laughs> put your wine away. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> that's how like desperate that longing can be there yeah. that you might appear sort of drunk and crazy yeah, yeah absolutely and she goes back to the temple and back and back and back and prays all day every day um out of just such grief mm. um and you know eventually obviously she she becomes pregnant and gives birth to Samuel yeah. um but you know that's it's funny actually because the the passage doesn't say how much time it took for her to get pregnant no. um it actually says so in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant. Um, and yeah, I think just, you know, in, in a way that's really helpful that we aren't given an amount of time because if it were to say, oh yeah, and one year later she got mm-hmm. pregnant, it would be easy for us to look at that and go, oh, well, it's been a year and where, you know, where's my hope? Um, you know, and, and actually kind of staying on the topic of, of children not that this is obviously necessarily everybody's situation mm. um but you know sarah and abraham as well sarah was 90 91 mm-hmm. when she got with um with isaac and it's like as much as we just <laughs> we don't want it to take that long for anybody you know actually um there is a real there's a lot to be said for god will fulfill his promises it doesn't matter how long it takes he will fulfill his promises because he is faithful yeah um and that's you know Mm. I hope that's encouraging yeah yeah that really is and actually I I think from that I'd say that you are not alone um you know that it can I I feel like sometimes when you have this desire and then you you seem to be I definitely found things when I'm waiting for something or longing for something myself I often can only see the people that have got it and you can only see. So, if, so for example, the times in your life where I've been been longing for joy when I've been feeling depressed, I can only see people who have joy and be envious of that, because I feel like that's almost a spiritual battle in itself. As Satan wants you to look at what you don't have and focus on that, rather than on what you do. Um, so that's a, a huge thing. Is you're you're not alone. There are other people who are going through this intense period of waiting and longing and and maybe grief, like you said, Amelia, about kind of how Han- Hannah was sort of wailing hysterically in her prayer. Um, and it reminds me as well of all of those psalms where David is like, "Ah, oh, life is ah," uh. um, and you know, and there's a there's a beautiful one. I think it's. Um, I think it's Psalms 40 where it's like I wait I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry now in that verse it doesn't go yeah he answered all my prayers and everything was great um because he goes he heard my cry he like and I in that turn it reminds me of when a friend sits with you when you're crying and you're grieving or whatever it is and turns to you hears your cry and is with you and comforts you um because it can be so easy to look at the Bible characters who we know they end up having their prayer fulfilled, their longing fulfilled. Um, and in a few sentences, because 
you're like, oh yeah, time passed and this happened. But that's not the same as when you're sat in that and walking through that. So yeah, your hope absolutely on on that. But it's really hard if you if you're like, well, what if that that doesn't happen? And actually, God hears your cry and comforts you in the here and now, as well as fulfilling any promises He may have given to you. Um, I'm kind of waffling, but I guess what I'm saying is there is a real danger with that question of I'm not where I'm supposed to be or I want to be here that you're both looking in the past and in the future but you're not looking present Mm. um so if you're going I'm not where I thought I'd be it's going well I hadn't planned this back in the past when I was looking at the future (laughs) I'm doing a weird time hop thing it's like it's like do I do (laughs) (laughs) and then the problem is going I really want to be here is that you spend your whole time thinking future I want to be there or I wish I was or maybe I was speaking to somebody today who was telling me that they really wanted to be the person that they used to be Mm, wow I wish I was like the girl I used to be because she was so much happier than who I am now because of what I've walked through Mm. and both of these things are a discontentment with now so how do we become more contented and comforted in the now Mm. yeah that's such a so important um I think partially you know the first thing that comes to mind is actually what I was saying earlier about being um like just steeped in gratitude um just just sit down and think about everything you have um and that's not to say that's not to kind of say that your longing for the future is invalid in that but um but actually just kind of looking at your situation just go where am I blessed? Mm. Um, and recognizing that is so important. And it's something that I've been really trying to do because as I was saying, I'm not in the job that I want to be in. Um, and actually I've recently been feeling quite kind of unsettled in the job that I'm in mm. as well, just in terms of wanting to be somewhere else. Um, but something that I've been really trying to do is sitting down and going, okay, actually, like what are the good things that are happening in this job right now? Mm. Um, but yeah, um, One of the things I love about the way you sometimes talk about your job when we have a chats is you go, well, I feel like how that you almost question who you are here to bless spiritually. Um, and you're like, well, I'm here at like this job. I feel like there's some work to do for Jesus here. And I love that because I often, I just don't often think like that. And I really need to get better at it. I really need to take a leaf out of your book and be like, actually, I'm in this job it's a real opportunity for evangelism and for, for blessing people in through faith. Um, and I was just, I'm just like, so I find that really beautiful because I'm like, actually, I often forget that. And actually remembering when you're in a situation where you feel like this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Um, that can be a really good question to be like, but why has God put me here? Is there someone else I'm supposed to bless or is there somebody that's, you know, going to bless me and grow? What is it that I can do now for the kingdom that that that's why God's got me here? Yeah. And and that's a really interesting question to ask yourself. Well, why am I here? Because I don't believe things happen for by accident or at least if, if they do, God can use that as well. You know? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. And I think. A lot, to be fair, a lot of the time when I say that to you, it's to remind myself that that's important. Um, because wow. actually, like, you know, again, so many times I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to be in this position. Um, but yeah, just going, actually, okay, Lord, 
I don't want to be here, but for some reason I am. Like, mm. show me what I can do. Um, but yeah, how about you? Is there anything that you feel that can be kind of a practical tip for... Um, I can't remember what the question was. Well, just, I guess for staying present, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think when when you feel when I've been feeling like um, I'm not where I want to be, it, I tell you what, it's really helpful to spend time with people who bring you joy and bring you lightness. Um, and also, I don't know. So for for me, one of the things. Um, that's been difficult over the last couple of years is uh, is sync my singleness. And I know we're going to talk about this in another podcast, but I was in a relationship for a while, which was very clearly going to kind of go. And I saw it kind of going to marriage and that was my plan. And I sort of planned it um, and then it didn't happen. And, you know, like that's great because God clearly didn't want that for me. But when you've got a plan in your head that you are certain it's going to happen and then it doesn't happen and then you're thrown into this other world which you didn't plan and this isn't where I wanted to be or even where I was almost um, like I found it really hard for a long time to be around people who were in that point of that were engaged that were married that did have kids or whatever sometimes it's a really practical tip to go and hang out with your friends who are doing a similar stage of life to you now that does not mean ignore your married friends or your single friends if you're married but there is definitely a time if you're struggling with this right now if I really feel like this hang out with some people who are in a similar boat who can come alongside you be like hey I know how you feel but do you know what this can be a really great time yeah for me as well doing things you love um and can bring you real joy here and now is so important like I think sometimes we're so serious as Christians I don't know if you find this like I know a lot of serious Christians go and have fun like that can keep you present and be like I'm gonna do something that makes me happy now it's very hedonistic but it God, God gives you joy like that's yeah yeah, I mean, God literally invented fun. Like, yeah. not clever enough to have done that. God invented it. Yes. Yes, go have fun. Yeah. You know what, as well, I, I guess just kind of on the back of that, um, take the time to recognise when you're happy as well. Mm. Like, that's something I really tried to do, particularly last summer. Um, mm. So, like, last summer, man, there was there was this evening, right? Um, unreal evening, um, where some of us went over, um, there's a place called Mount Edgecombe near Plymouth, um, and it's got some really nice beaches, some lovely walks. Um, it's a beautiful estate and, um, you know, right, just right by the sea. And it's lush. So some of us went over for like a little beach barbecue, um, had a sea swim. Um, and I just remember sitting there thinking, this is just pure joy. You know, I just but also just over the course of that summer, that was a particular highlight. But just kind of recognising, actually, this is this is life is really good right now mm-hmm. um, and whether that's for a whole summer whether that's for a day whether that's for an hour just recognize that as yeah. well because like yeah. that's really helped me um and it, it definitely helped when life became not so easy um mm. for various reasons in the autumn and um yeah just kind of recognizing those times and and just taking taking yeah. stock Um, I feel like joy is such a weapon that we don't acknowledge so much we just feel like happy happiness and joy are different things by the way because happiness is a fleeting emotion and joy is something which you can cultivate into your life as a 
like a spiritual state um and it's such a weapon like like the enemy wants to steal your joy because he knows how powerful it is and so that there's just something about being present with like joy I was listening to another podcast actually and they used this it was about discontentment which I feel is similar to that kind of um I'm not happy where I am is that and they use this wonderful metaphor of they were um they were taking a load of like children to this play park and right next to the play park over the next road was like this big field and some of the older kids wanted to go and play in that field um and the parents were like no no sorry you can't today because actually there's a big road there and it's going to be dangerous and it's going to be so much more logistical um so they were like so you're gonna to have to deal you're gonna to to just have to stay in this play park which is a wonderful play park with loads of swings and loads of other things and um but then the 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 older kids that wanted to go over there instead of just being like okay fine i'll enjoy what i've got here they just stood by the fence of that play park that they were in looking at the field and being like i want to be there and so what they've done is just stood there for an hour and whatever not having a good time looking at where they want to be um and what I also love about that metaphor is it's a big road it's a big dangerous road in the way so like if when you're longing for something maybe the reason you haven't got it yet is because the timing isn't right because it would be dangerous to have it now or what have you you don't you just don't know um, and that's one of the things it's easy to remember. Yes, let's be present. Let's be joyful. Let's play in the play park that we're in at the moment, because that's fun rather than stand and look at the field. But also acknowledge that God knows he's the parent in that scenario. He knows what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And trusting God's timing as well, because he knows. One of the things that we haven't actually touched upon, but actually is a huge part of this is identity. Um, is that uh, how often you attribute how successful you are oh I should have achieved this to my identity um and actually God says no your identity is in Christ alone like um I've taken like this week's been quite a difficult week emotionally for me and I've been I've been like saying just over and over again my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness which is from the song Cornerstone but I've just been saying it like incessantly um because that's that's so true your your hope and your worth is not in what you can achieve it is not in your relationship state it is not in what you have materially it is not even what you're in what your emotions are right now it is not in what how how many people you've converted into to knowing Jesus it is not about anything you have ever ever done it is not about how you look um and it is not about how many friends you have uh, it is always and only about Jesus Christ you're you are told you have so much worth and so much beauty and so much of every good thing in you by Jesus Christ like your hope only needs to be in that and your identity is in not where you are right now Uh, which is a long way of saying um God has got you and do not despair in the fact that you are not where you need to be um Wow. yeah over and out mic drop <laughs> amen um, say it louder for the people in the back <laughs> no so good so good I love it and um and also kind of to hop on the back of that and and talk about kind of go back briefly to being in that longing period mm. actually when you said about song lyrics this, these lyrics also came to my head um it's from the song by Matt Redman better is one day oh um, yeah 
there's, there's this um, part of the verse is based on a psalm and it says one thing I ask and that I would seek to see your beauty um, to find you in the place that your glory dwells um, and it, it kind of relates back to that psalm that I mentioned about delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart but actually mm. you know make the one thing that you ask of the Lord to find him in the place that his glory dwells and see his beauty mm. um, yeah. because again when you center yourself yeah. on Christ that everything else will fall into place mm. um, yeah so good I love it I love it and also like something to try and remember is you this isn't this is just a temporary house like mm. on earth uh, you know we're going to heaven we know that there's going to be a place where like Jesus's house is and there's a room designed for you with all for all of your desires and your heart's desires and I guess that's one of the ultimate hopes is this isn't our permanent residence we are we our hope can also be in that life that we will have in heaven so when your desires aren't necessarily satisfied they may very well be in heaven yeah there's one one thing I remember as a student about um yeah the student pastor at the time told us this amazing testimony which I thought was really brave um and it, I think she at one point was um I think it was she was longing for another child she she did have one already but she really wanted another child and she was longing and it wasn't happening. And it was a long time where it wasn't happening. And she goes, but I've got this longing. I've got this desire. And it says in the Bible, I've got these desires and maybe God will satisfy them. So she prayed a really brave prayer. And it is really brave because it, it was a prayer that said, Father, if this desire in my heart is from you, then may you fulfill it. If it is not, then please take it away. Mm. And how brave is that to do? Because maybe you've got your heart set on something and it's been set on it for a long time. And you, and what that is, that's the ultimate giving it to God. This desire, I give this to you, Father. If it is from you, may you fulfill it. May your will be done. Oh, I believe that is the Lord's prayer. Um, if it is not, then please take it away that is challenging I'm challenged myself on that one mm. oh man 100% and I actually not, not to like blow my own trumpet and be like look at me I'm brave too um <laughs> that's not the point but I've actually I've prayed that a lot in terms of again going back to relationships and, and feelings and going if I if I if there's someone that I really like and just go lord if these feelings are from you great mm. if they're not please take them away because I don't want something that you don't have for me and mm. that that's the whole that whole basis it is a hard prayer to pray yeah um but that whole thing is really important because what again like you were saying about this kind of being like a temporary house actually if our desires don't align with god's and you know our focus is earthly like we've got it wrong mm-hmm. yeah um, actually you know because our ultimate goal whether we are single or married or in a career job or not in a career mm-hmm. job um whatever the situation we're in um actually again going back to that verse from proverbs that i brought up like success is in the lord yeah so this week we are recommending travel locations abroad and I feel like, Amelia, this is really your area of expertise. Like we did, I think we did theatre last time, which was my area. So it's only fair that we do your area of expertise. You are quite the traveller, are you not? 
yeah I am I well I used a lot of my student loan to travel I kind of my my kind of um logic on it was I would much rather eat pasta for a whole term and go traveling than eat slightly better and not go traveling yeah so but, for those of you who don't know Amelia has like a travel blog um <laughs> and she was just like just whacking out all of these amazing suggestions um so yeah I mean even for like the UK if you somebody that likes to travel the UK and want to try different places check out her blog because like she'll be like this go to this place and this place it's great <laughs> cheeky blog thanks so much for the plug I really appreciate that I want to <laughs> um yeah so so much fun um but yeah the place I am recommending to you people to go if you ever get the chance is Bolivia um Bolivia is often quite overlooked I think um, because mm. it's one of the poorest countries in Latin America um, and obviously you know poverty is a real issue but um, as a tourist um, go do it it's amazing when I so when I went I was going as part of um, the Latin link step spring step program um, which I also highly recommend to you as a volunteering program if you want to do it um, and we had one project in Peru one in Bolivia um, and Peru, obviously, Peru is famous for having so many amazing tourist attractions, being very beautiful, um, which is 100% very, very attractive. Bolivia, not so much. Um, and I think it kind of, in, in my own kind of heart, I was like, oh, I don't really, like, sure, it'll be fun as, you know, for the tourist side of it, but I'm not really looking forward to it that much. Like, I want to spend all my time in Peru. And then I got there and was just overwhelmed. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so much going for it. It's also got, so Peru has one half of Lake Titicaca. Bolivia has the other half. Um, Bolivia, you've also got um, Andes in Bolivia. Um, you've got the um, Uni Salt Flats, which are incredible. Um, it's just this huge white expanse of just pure salt plains. Um, and also in the rainy season, it turns into the world's biggest natural mirror which is just ridiculously incredible. Um, It's got part of the Amazon jungle rainforest. Um, There's a place called Ruinabaki where you can go that's really, um, really great for kind of jungle exploring. Um, Plus some beautiful cities like La Paz and Santa Cruz, um, Potosí, um, and Cochabamba where we were for our project. So like, yeah, just so much going for it in Bolivia. That's, That's great. I mean, it's amazing. I feel like you've just recommended an entire country um so and I feel like I should have gone first now because then by comparison mine's going to seem so boring because I'm less well traveled uh but I'm recommending um a place in so Italy is an amazing country anyway it's one of my favorite places to go traveling the food is amazing the scenery is stunning my one of the places I would really recommend to go is a place called Cinque Terre um I think I'm pronouncing that right I hope so um it's right on the the coast and it's incredible it's lovely colorful bright colorful buildings and they're sort of like carved into the cliffside and you can see that they're growing like uh like there's like a couple of like vineyards but they're all like carved in so it's like um terraced Mm. into this amazing cliffside and you just you there's one road that goes in and out and you just like is this how I died like this is such a narrow thin road over a a, a very windy bit but um I recommend going off season because I think in the summer it's probably going to be very busy um but yeah amazing um yeah that's it from us this week guys thank you so much for listening if you are enjoying coffee catch-ups 
please do like, comment, follow, subscribe. Um, we would love to hear from you um, with your thoughts, if there's anything you want us to talk about um, or any kind of feedback you have on episodes. Uh, um, we would love to hear from you um, and the social links I will pop in the description below. Um, but yeah, that's it from us. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.